buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 90. Today we're going to chat with Tony Pagato from STI and Todd Jarrett, pro staff member, talk about a women's dangerous purse and discuss the silencer Maxim 9. I am your host, Ava Flanell, and for whatever reason, Chris Dweeb decided to tag along as well. Have you found a husband yet? <laughs> no, wow. no. Wow. I'm, I'm still looking. That's, That's why. <laughs> That's why I have uh, Tony and uh, Todd here. I'm hoping maybe, you know, maybe there's, a, there's a winner there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I'll make you guys a deal. <laughs> All right. Before we get into it, we're, let's talk about Manicore Arms. So Manicore Arms offers the transformer rail. So if you have a bunch of different uh, accessories, there's no need to update your handguard um, because the transformer rail allows you to change out all of the panels. So you can change it to M-Lock, Key Mod, Picatinny, or you could even put like a custom made panel on there. And if you are interested, go to manicorearms.com, use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, well, Tony, so initially I had you scheduled to be on the show, and then you called me up and you were like, hey, I have uh, Todd Jarrett here in my office. What if we just have him on as well? And I was like, absolutely. So we're just going to kind of take turns going one at a time. But Todd, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Let me see. Well, I've been having an interesting, interesting life. I met Tony and um, we've been really good friends. Mic drop, mic drop. Yeah, yeah, mic it. drop. <laughs> so no, uh, for your for your listeners out there, a little bit about myself. I, um, I've been in the shooting industry for about 37 years now. I uh, started back in... 83-84, competing on a local level. Um, I'm coming from um, just south of Richmond, Virginia. Home, born and raised there. Um, good old Southern boy. Um, but most of all, um, I enjoyed guns growing up as a as a young child. My father took me deer hunting in southeast Virginia. Killed my first deer when I was seven years old. So dad told me um, how to handle a gun. I mean, I killed my first deer in the first shot. So um, quick story. Uh, essentially, um, in 84, I started competing because somebody stuck a gun in my face. And I went to an indoor range and started working out with some buddies of mine. And one thing led to another. Um, I started doing some competing on a local level, shooting bowling pins for what it was worth. And I was pretty, pretty predominant back then. Uh, from that point on, um, by, by 87 or so, I was competing on a national level and was pretty good uh, in USPSA, which was the action shooting sports. And one thing led to another. Uh, 1991, I won my first nationals. Um, and I kind of went pro, semi-pro in 1990. I was still working as a air-conditioned refrigeration mechanic. And by 1996, I had won my first world championship in IPSC, did that in Brazil. And then uh, from that point on, I mean, I've accumulated 13 U.S. nationals, four world championships, just in active shooting sports. I've shot 17 different shooting disciplines in my life. And um, I'm well over 6 million rounds fired through shoulder fired guns, handguns, chain guns, um, because all those opportunities allowed me to work with some really good people 
whether it be in military, government agencies, on law enforcement, and of course, my civilian buddies out there who I've been doing classes for for years. So um, I work for a lot of companies um, that we all uh, know by name, you know, everything from from Blackwater to Blackhawk to um, Federal to I'm now with Hoppies. I uh, work for a lot of companies over the years on the ammo side, consulted for just about everybody in the industry. But most of all, I um, I enjoy the in- industry itself. I love it. I still love to compete. And uh, Tony called me up here about a couple months ago, and we got to chat, and he goes, Dave, you got to come on. And so I came down to STI, and um, I had not been with a pistol company for about eight years, and even I work with the other industry, and I had known what was going on after I met the um, new owners here uh, that were running operations, and absolutely, I was floored what was going on, and so I could not not take a chance and um, work with these guys. And, and Tony's, um, he may be kind of a joyful guy in many ways. He uh, understands the operations here, understands uh, what's going on. And I'm here to um, sell some products and, and compete with them. And I want to do as much as I can. And um, and I think I'm going to, um, I, I'm kind of overwhelmed with all the stuff I got to do, but Tony's going like that bull whip and that chain is working pretty good. Yeah. My 2019 yeah. strategy is yeah. uh, get Todd Jarrett. Right. Right. That's it. Well, congratulations on getting him. Uh, does anybody else feel like they haven't done anything with their life? I'm sitting over here thinking, yeah, I'm a failed YouTuber. I have a mediocre podcast. And uh, and we have Todd Jarrett now who has shot six million rounds. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really amazing, though. You've accomplished a lot. Congratulations. Thank you. Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, I was an Army guy for over 20 years. I retired from the Army in 2007. Uh, I actually went on terminal leave at the end of 2006. And I went to work as a contractor after that, spent a couple years as a contractor. Uh, easy migration outside of that space is into the gun industry. I worked as a consultant with a couple smaller smaller firms, smaller businesses. I went to work for <clears throat> budsgunshop.com and uh, I started off in as their director of training in their training group spent a uh, about a year and a half in that space and one day Bud, the Bud Wells came to me and said uh, hey listen here, would you go wearing that uh, in that range of yours and uh, we just bought all these damn shotguns and do a video and uh, tell people about these damn shotguns so we can try to sell these some bitches <laughs> <laughs> And I went in there in my best military fashion. I actually took a Sony Handycam and I took it on, stuck it on three target sticks that I had zip tied the top so it stood like a little TP. And I set the camera up there and you can see in the first video I did, it was actually, I want to say it was for Lynn shotguns. It was for oh, Lynn shotguns. Those Turkish shotguns they imported. Oh, God. Yeah, Lynn shotguns. They sold a bunch of them. Good. Good. I'm glad uh, that I'm it was glad that or maybe it was Gerson. Maybe been Gerson. Yeah. yeah. First video I done. Gerson is the one that has the. Uh, they basically copied the Benelli. Yeah. You know, uh, right. The inertia. Drive. Yeah. Right. What you like <clears throat> the the um Beretta. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I uh, uh you can see where the it stopped and the camera adjusted where you can see where it turned on the recording button. I walked around the front of the camera and uh, in my best military fashion said, "Hi, folks. I'm Tony from Gunshop.com." And uh, talked about, did about a four or five minute video. And at the end of the video, I have no idea where these words came from. But I said, can you check out all these products at budsgunshop.com? And remember, folks, stay safe, train hard, and win the fights. And then I, in my best military fashion, walked over there, hit the stop record button, all that. 
And I want to say we sold 20,000 of some inches. <laughs> and Bud, Bud actually played the video and we we're sitting in the office and I said, well, Bud, that's what I got. Bud looked at his two partners and said, y'all got this bastard doing the wrong things. And so that the next Monday, they moved me into the marketing department. I went into the marketing department. You know, I got in and I was a retired army guy. So I, I retired as a first sergeant and uh, had, a, you know, had tons of college credits, no college degree. Got in working in, in that space in an office and realized that uh, I needed to go back to school. So I went back to school full time while I was uh, working in the marketing department and uh, finished my degree in business management. and then left Bud's Gun Shop. I spent about two years there as the director of marketing uh, for the business, which was a, a great, great, huge opportunity to learn business at a macro level, especially in the gun industry. What works, what didn't work, videos, how they work, how email marketing, all these great things. It's, it's fortunate enough to what segmentation and learn all that with a big space. And I left there and started my own consulting firm in 2015. I did that for about three years in the industry, I worked on Shooting USA for about the same amount of years and uh, consulted for a bunch of different companies, whether it was business operations, uh, business optimization, develop, developing marketing strategies, product promotion, product development, brand spokesperson, TV show host. And last year at TriggerCon, I, uh, now I've, in, in the background of all this, I've been shooting USPSA and attempting, attempting. that. Yeah, right. I was shooting right. at USPSA. Right. Don't want to get <clears throat> right. Like I, I actually at the 2000, I want to say 2010 nationals. I, uh, I had the most deltas possible in a match. I believe that was that was what they gave me a trophy for, something like that. It was wow. uh, there was a trophy. Yeah, really? so, yeah. They're calling me uh, Tony D. Tony D. Tony D. So I shot, you know, USPSA. Other stuff's always been a great time. Shot a bunch of matches. Uh, I, that's I'm not the best guy in the world at that. I do okay. And met Nate at TriggerCon. The the CEO of STI, and I got to talk with him. He's a Marine. I uh, got to talk about where the company is. Got back from TriggerCon, got a call. And I, you know, as a marketing consultant, I was like, oh, great, man. Love to pick up STI as a client. And Nate was like, huh. <laughs> no, no, I don't need consulting. He's like, man, I need a CMO and I need you in Texas. And at the time, I'm in Kentucky. And I said, well, all right, let's, let's get down there. Flew down, walked around, knew everybody in the company damn near, and walked around the company and came back and uh, we came to an agreement. Three weeks later, I, I showed up here with a trailer and moved into an apartment. And uh, and here I am today. Wow. And we are uh, very, we're a better led company. Uh, a little bit of background about where we're at. You know, we build um, the world's best shooting handguns in 2011 here in Texas, in our, in our plant here in Texas. Where in Texas? Georgetown, Texas. Yep. Okay. Right here, right close to the airport. And we, uh, all American source materials and products to include even our, our bag that our gun shoots or sh- shoots ships in. And we're pretty proud of where we're going. Uh, we've got some great partnerships, got some great people associated with the brand. Uh, one of the biggest things that we've done in the last eight months is it's about inclusive and not exclusive. Like we want everybody to enjoy the 2011. We know that if you shoot our gun, you're going to feel the difference between our gun and the other guns on the market. And We've proven that fact. And in the last 90 days, our strategy has been doing 2011 experiences, which means we it's kind of like the 2011 roadshow. We travel around the United States. We go to dealers and ranges and, and facilities, and we put 2011s in people's hands, and, and people can truly experience the 2011 and the reduced recoil, the accuracy, the way the gun functions and cycles, and all the things that have made this the choice of champions for 25 years. 
And I mean, uh, Todd and I were just talking about it a little bit ago that, hell, we can't even put a number on how many matches have been won with 2011. I, could, I couldn't even begin to guess. Yeah. Uh, world championships, national championships, local matches, regional matches, state matches, specialty matches over 25 years. And uh, it's exciting to bring that brand to the general public outside of that competition space and give them a chance to experience. Make it really nobody knows who we are. I mean, we it's a it's the, you know the gun itself in the competition world. It's a new different than some say some part that you would get on on a race car that only you can get from one certain individual company who's making it's going like oh they're making a trick trick part that's going to give me another six horsepower and you know let me win another race. Yep. You know that's the biggest one thing here is that we're trying to get out to the public uh, and to our dealers out there is to um, bring um, STI a lot more mainstream than it's ever been. And uh, I think Tony's come up with a great plan here uh, in the last few months. And that's one of the reasons why I need to bring me on. So um, to keep me in more hotel rooms and um, and 12 hour days on an airplane. 12? 12, 14. 14. Oh, God, God. I'm you're less than 12, you get docked pay. I get docked? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, but it's... um. If you have not played around with an STI gun, in my opinion, uh, I tell everybody that if you're looking for the feel, looking for a fit, looking for a look, looking for something that's going to give you the ability to give you precision, accuracy, and reliability, you know, I can tell Tony, shooting, everybody can shoot, you know, it's hitting is the hard part. And this gun right here allows you to be able to hit the target, in my opinion, easier than anything else out there. So for listeners who want to partake in that experience, where can they find where you guys will be at? You go to stiguns.com and in the top left-hand corner, you'll see it a, uh, a tab. It says 2011 experience. Click on that. We have a full calendar that comes up. It actually has, you, it's pretty interactive. You can click on the events, what day it is, where we're going to be. If I have a uh, another member of our, our team there, a pro staff there, or a team 2011 there, you'll see who's going to be there. You'll have a link. You can actually click on that link. It'll even give you uh, like a Google maps on how to get there. Um, we've got, yeah, we're, we're trying, we're going to have at least two, two to three a month. And uh, if it's up to me, we'll have one every weekend somewhere. Very nice. So you said that STI has been around for 25 years. Yep. Yeah. We came up with, this is what's so interesting. And Todd and I were talking about this morning. We are, we're really, I mean, really unknown in the, in the mainstream market. So spent a few weeks on the road, uh, actually a few months on the road and came back and looked at the boss and said, Hey man, uh, uh, we're, we're going to move the, we're going to move the needle and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to do something different. People don't know about us and they don't know about our guns. They don't know about it. And we've been around for 25 years. We've been around in that small, in the niche of the niche. You know, if you're a USPSA person, if you're a, a multi-gun person, if you're an IPSC person, you've heard of us. But, you know, what percentage of the $31 billion that were spent in the gun industry know about IPSC or USPSA? It's not that they're not growing and not that it's a it's a great organization to be a part of, but it's still a very, very small percentage. And so we want to take this, you know, if you call it race inspired technology to the mainstream market. And as soon as you put it in people's hands, I mean, there's a reason that there's a reason that 25 years ago this this legacy began and it still continues today. And when people feel that, it's, I mean, their, their eyes light up. Somewhere in that first magazine, you have that oh shit round, which is, oh, wow, what is this? And, you know, that's how it happens. World's best shooting handgun. World's best shooting handgun. World's best shooting handgun. Yeah, so um, I have here in my hand one of the, this is the three-gun DVC, which is a 5.4 overall sight radius. So it's a little bit longer sight radius on a standard 5-inch. 
So in competition, in the three-gun world, guys have been gravitating to a longer sights. So STI came up with this a couple of years ago, about a year, about a year ago. About two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah in, in the sense where it really only become mainstream here in the last, really in the last year. Yeah. But this gives you the ability for high capacity, of course, this is a nine millimeter. Um, we're looking at doing this some more in different, different calibers also. Um, but this will give you the accuracy that you need for a three-gun competition. Because we're shooting targets sometime out there 50, 60, 70 yards away with a handgun. And it, you need that sight radius, you need that accuracy and reliability. But of course, of course, we're in an environment that we're crawling in the mud, we're crawling over props, we're, we're doing things in the three gun world that most people do not, um, see if they go to an average competition, like say for an NRA Camp Perry. We're not shooting bullseyes standing off there. You know, this got a DLC coating on right here. Part is a rock. Uh, it's 70 Rockwell. It cleans up well and not going to scratch in any, Plastic holsters or any Kydex holsters out there, um, you're not going to get any of that problem if you even put it in a leather holster. Mm-hmm. So um, the the beauty to this new finish that we have, on this one actually has a gold barrel because you know Tony he's golden, and so once you that was the plan. That was the plan. Yeah, he's he's absolutely golden. But no, um, the finish um, that we have on our barrels are like super hard, and it's anodizing on here, so it gives it a great look. So it's it's, it's really cool to watch it on video. Uh, in high speed when guys are shooting it. So you're, you're seeing that, seeing that gold track up and down. So it kind of gives you that look that no one else has, but STI. How has your product line changed over the last couple of years? Well, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, well, here's the, here's the cool thing about it is, and there's a couple, couple of phases that we've gone through. Uh, we used to make a 1911. We used to make a, um, uh, a bunch of 1911s. And I've told people this for years. We've always made a really good 1911. We are known for the 2011, which is the modular frame polymer grip. Uh, and just to give you a little backstory of what the 2011 is, the 2011 is we took we took John Browning's design of the 1911, mm-hmm. which is you know you uh, as you can see here in the camera, and even for your audiences who don't have it or just listen to this on uh, from an audio standpoint, if you go to our website, you'll see that you know basically from the grip up, it looks like a 1911. You have reciprocating mass of the slide. You have the barrel. You have the recoil system and the guide rod. You have the external thumb safeties. You have the grip safety, the hammer. You have that single action trigger. All those things that we took, and then we took it to the next level, which is where we came up with the name 2011. Now, the difference we've done is we have a modular frame and a polymer grip. So if you look and you spend a little time on our website, or if you can see it here on the camera, you'll see that the grip, the lower half of the pistol, is actually a polymer grip. Now, it's not a polymer frame gun. It's not like some of the other names out there, like a Glizok or a Smith & Wesson or something like that. Smith & Wesson or Glizok. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a polymer frame gun. It's a, it's a polymer grip. So we actually are able to put a little bit more weight in the frame to help mitigate that recoil and that energy and then put the polymer grip on it, which allows actually enables less recoil to transfer to the shooter because the polymer obviously is going to absorb. It's going to flex and it's going to allow less energy to be transferred to the shooter. And it's going to allow that energy to kind of whip back into the gun and bring it back on target faster. For your viewers out there who are watching, all these guns come with, so all the DVC line comes with a three pound trigger job. And some of our other models are coming with four pound. So the first thing a customer is going to see is going like, wow, that that's nice, crisp and clean. So the lighter the trigger pull, the more accurate the shooter's going to be. So 
think about it in PRS and the rifle shooting, my rifle that I have, I'm running a seven ounce trigger on my rifle. So I'm been going out shooting out to a mile. So in a handgun, uh, in the competition world, we would take our competition STIs and my typical one that I trick out on my custom side, I'm running a, a pound and a half to a pound and a quarter trigger pull. Now, what a light trigger does for you allows you to not have that ability to have that instant, oh my God, the gun's going to go bang. So if you just touch the trigger and you put your finger on, the gun goes bang, wherever your sights are, wherever you're going to hit at. Typically, we're not going to be able to do that for a customer with a pound and a half or a pound and trigger pull on but there's no one else out there giving you a three pound, super crisp, beautiful take up that you would get on a standard um, 1911 out there on the market. Uh, even some of the custom guns. I mean, would it be um, West Bear, West Bear, or, or so other those know, other those other people? Yeah, those are some of those other other companies out there. We give you options that you're not going to see. Ambidextrous safeties, safeties are on where basically you can shoot right handed or you can shoot left handed to be able to knock that off. Nice little mag button that gives you the support you need for your thumb to go in there. So if you're in law enforcement, if you're carrying gloves on you, or if you have small hands, it gives you the ability to be able to hit that button to get the mag out. Of course, the grip itself uh, is far superior than anybody else's grip out there on the market uh, in that plastic world. No one comes close to us in the plastic world because our ability to be able to grip, but not give you the point where you're going to, you know, you're not going to have bloody hands when you shoot the gun. Because the gun's so soft shooting anyway. I mean, with the spring and, and what, we, what we're providing for the customer with adjustable sights, fiber optic front sight uh, comes from Dave Dawson, some of the best sights on the, on the planet right there. You know, the grip safety, it is a Series 70 model gun, not a Series 80 model gun that's um, being made by other um, 1911 competitors. So between no firing pin block. No firing pin block. You don't have to worry about all those issues that come with uh, um, reliability issues with the Series 80 that have been problems in the past over the years. Can you guys kind of walk me through the different models? <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah. So touch uh, on your favorites. Touch on your favorites. Like okay, so top five. Got, well, here's the easiest way to explain it to you: is we've got two lines. We've got the staccato line, and we've got the DVC line. If you go to our website at SDIGuns.com, you'll see both both product lines. The staccato line, what we did is we engineered this entire product line to be entry-level pricing with competition and champion-level performance. People will look at it and go, well, okay, so the staccato C costs $14.99 and the staccato P costs $19.99, and then it go right to the DVC carry, which costs $29.99. So obviously you guys are using cheaper parts. No, we're not. If you're familiar at all, or if you need to Google it, but manufacturing, in order to reduce cost in manufacturing, you have to reduce time. So what we did with our Staccato C and our Staccato P, and you'll see in our future future product members of that Staccato series, you'll see that we have, it's a very utilitarian design. The cocking serrations, flat top slide, there's no really fancy lightning cuts or anything on the gun itself. So it's very still very, very beautiful gun. Uh, shoots like a champ, runs like a champ, and it's no, there's not, we don't have junior varsity gun makers back there or gunsmiths working on our staccato line. We don't have, oh, we go over and get those those cheap barrels uh, out of that bucket for the staccato line. The same barrels that you're going to see in our staccato P and in our staccato C are the same barrels you're going to see in our DVC line. The same DLC coating is the same DLC coating you're going to see in our DVC line. 
What we've done is we've simplified the process. We've created repeatable designs in our manufacturing so that it can be done faster. They come, the DVC, I should say the Staccato P and the Staccato C come with about a four pound trigger. Why? Because one's a duty gun and one's a carry gun. When you have a two and a half pound trigger in a DVC line, a four pound trigger takes a lot less time to do than a two pound trigger. Our staccatos come with our tactical performance trigger group, which is a little bit different than our DVC, which is our competition performance trigger group. So little things like that, but you're not going to see a reduction in quality. You're not going to see a reduction in performance. That's why we're able to lend, or I should say, offer this at an entry level with the same level of performance. Now, our DVC line, that is your race guns. That is a little bit more goes into it. Uh, a little bit more goes into the machining process, light and triggers. In some cases, you have adjustable, you have adjustable rear sights, you have fiber optic front sight. These are all different factors that go into the DVC line. And again, the DVC line is considered race ready. One of our Team 2011 members, Corinne Mosier, shot for a couple other companies. And when she came down here and, and started shooting our guns, she, she got done and she looked at me. She goes, you know, when I would buy said or said other gun, I would buy the gun and then I would get online and I would start ordering the stuff I needed. I need this, this trigger bar and I need this sight and I got to have this mag well and I got to get, well, the cool thing about it is she looked right at me. She goes, you know, the only aftermarket part you need with, a, with an STI 2011 is ammo. And I was like, it's just, it's just a great, what a great idea. What a great, what a great marketing message. And that's, that's really our two, our two product lines is the staccato. Uh, we have the staccato C, which is what we think is a, it is a single stack gun. So let me, let me emphasize why when we did decide to go back into the single stack, we did it our way. We did it our way. The, we did our way by <laughs> by creating a modular frame and a polymer grip. So we have a modular frame and a polymer grip in a single stack. Basically, we took our full-size 2011. We put it on the ketosis diet. We made it do cardio in the morning for an hour on black coffee only. So we made it skinnier. And the reason we came out with the Staccato C, which we flat out call the world's best shooting carry gun, is, and the way I'm able to get away with that is because it's based on our 2011, which is the world's best. So if I make a carry gun, I'm going to put the, I'll put the, I'll put the numbers together and, and say that if I've got the same characteristics in a carry gun, then it should be. Yeah. Now here's what we've seen. Both Todd have seen it. I've seen it. A lot of other people in the industry have seen it in the concealed carry market. People are focusing on the word concealed and not on the word carry or the fact that this is a defensive handgun, right? This is, there's two things you do not want to find out in a gunfight. You suck or your gun sucks. That's right. So, so the one thing we can guarantee you is that your gun will not suck. And if you apply the basic fundamentals of marksmanship with our 2011, you're going to shoot better, which means you're probably not going to suck as bad as you think you are. That's right. So the cool thing about it is we introduce it. We come out with a single stack, eight plus one round capacity. Very, very, very soft shooting, flat shooting gun. It has a full barrel, fiber optic front sight. It also has a night sight option. It's going to be available in the next month. Uh, it has a, a Dawson Charger rear sight, which is a nice, very sturdy, uh, aggressive rear super, sight. Super, super aggressive. I mean, you can bang it on doors. Yeah, and I mean, it's you can bang it off anything if you need to, you know, in a concealed carry. So it's our, our law enforcement guys. Yeah, you know, it's got and it's got a uh, integrated light rail on it. If you want to run lights or lasers or all that stuff on there, and again, it's three point nine inches, about twenty seven ounces. Really amazing shooting. And the reason we did that is because. People are coming out with these carry guns, and, and I've seen it, and, and I'm sure your audience has seen it. You walk up to some of your buddies and go, hey, man, what's your favorite gun? He goes, oh, dude, I love my 
I love my WC five inch and forty five. Man, that's my that's my gun right there. Or I love my my DVC three. And then you go, all right, well, cool, man. So what do you carry? He's like, oh, I got old Caltech in the in the glove box of the truck. <laughs> yes. So the gun that you're gonna defend your family with or save your life with is a piece of crap. But the guns you shoot cardboard with are amazing. So we wanted to offer an option. Okay, let's go over a little bit of the internals. The 1911 John Browning design has been over the years for all the guys who got to take the spring plug off. You got to have a little tool. You got to stick this over here. Next thing you know, the spring plugs in the ceiling. Spring goes flying. You go, oh my God. So what we've done here is we've made the 1911, uh, we took the 1911 style upper and we did the 2011. So if we're going to do the 2011 on the bottom end, let's make the 2011 get incorporated to the inside part of it. So the neat thing about taking away or taking apart the DVC line itself, get my link lined up here, is that if I'm going to take this gun apart, this is a bushelless barrel here, or a bull barrel, what we call it here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the guide rod, which is what we call a toolless guide rod. So I'm going to drive the slide off, and now we have our, our guide rod, which is essentially in, incorporated all in one piece. So now when we go to essentially clean our gun, our barrel comes out like a traditional 1911, but it's so much easier to now take apart and also put back together. So this retaining guide rod retains a plug inside of it. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory how it goes back in place. So essentially once I have this in here, you'll see that that lock comes off and now we have our spring and our, we are ready to go right back on the slide of the gun and be able to incorporate this back onto it just like you would a standard 1911. But that makes your life a lot easier when doing maintenance on the DVC line. Uh, of course, on the DVC line, uh, along with the, the uh, rest of the line, everything comes with a light rail. So if you're putting a light or a laser or a, a bunny crusher on the bottom of it, mm -hmm. um, we have it on here. But that is a really, really cool thing, especially for our dealers out there that are trying to help out and do some sales for our customers out there who want a 1911 but do not want a spring plug stuck in the ceiling. That's a beautiful feature right now. Now, some of our full, like the full-blown race guns, like our stick, our our, uh, our DVC Limited, you know, that won't have a, an integrated light rail on it. Our our DVC Steel or DVC Open won't have a light rail, but like our DVC C, our DVC P, which is our Previously, our Omni, our DVC-3 gun will have a light rail. The Staccato P and the Staccato C will both have uh, integrated light rails on it. Because, again, it's some people like lasers, some people like lights. Uh, we want to, again, the whole the whole brand, the whole the whole focus is being inclusive, not exclusive. We don't want to – we want you to be able to have everything that champions have done to win matches available for the person who just wants to – I just want to hit the target, you know yeah. what I mean? Again, that's all I want to do. I, I'm not talking about kicking indoors in Afghanistan. I just want to hit that piece of cardboard 10 feet away from me at my local match. Yeah, absolutely. You know, guys, you know what I love about this show is you're basically interviewing yourselves. And it's great because it's making my job so much easier. Oh, man, are you kidding me? Me and Todd can sit here and talk about, talk about, guns, talk about guns for days. That's, I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's I mean it's talking about, talk about fiber optic. Fiber I mean, optic. I mean, you know what? Let me tell you the difference between fiber optic and a standard black traditional blade that you would normally have on a on a current system out there. You know what we're like? You know on NPR, you ever listen to Car Talk? 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. I know those oh, guys. Oh, you right. know. You know. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So fiber optics, so people who are not familiar with the fiber optic front sights on guns today, we started, I was one of the innovators of putting these on my gun many years ago. And so when we went to them, uh, what that fiber optic does is allow you to pick up your sights quicker on the draw, mm-hmm. gives you a faster target acquisition, uh, especially if you've got kids are out there who may not, their vision may not be where they want to be at yet, or some of those old guys out there. Um, that don't hush see your, as, hush don't, your mouth. Hush my mouth. Um, that don't see as well. Um, we started these things about 15 years ago, and uh, in the competition world, now it's mainstream out there everywhere. Uh, so what happens on race day sells on Monday, and so if you go to a store and you start looking at some of the front sights or adjustable sights or fixed sights, night sights, whatever that are on guns, uh, fiber optic is truly, in my opinion. Uh, a, a game changer um, when you're out there trying to uh, see your sights better on the target. So um, I, have, I, have a, I have a rookie question, but I know that they offer the fiber optics in like a, a reddish orange and then like a yellow green. Right. What is the difference between? Well, I would say that 97% of all the competitive shooters are people who are in that business selling sites. Uh, I say over 95% of them are in red. So there are some out there that are green that uh, got popped out there that people like. And there's a certain um, portion of the population that actually see green better than they do red. Uh, and I think green kind of took off really because of green uh, lasers that are out there. So guys went, oh, I'm, you know, I want to be all super tactical and I'm going, I'm not going red, I'm going green. So that's Tony. He's like super tactical. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but to be honest with you, man, it's a, it's a great question is I, uh, I like I like the that green color better. I can pick it up faster uh, up against a, up against certain backdrops and certain other color schemes. So for me, what I do is 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 I'll put a you know put a green fiber optic in on a really really one of the things that I have found is on a really really bright day is that that green is like a sunburst. So I'll run a, a quick I'll run a quick uh, a line of five, you know sharpie down the top of it to dull it off a little bit, or I'll run a red on a really, really bright day. But I, to me, it's just, and I, as I'm getting older, you know, I turned 50 this year. I mean, I'm not Todd Jared old, but I'm old. So I find that being able to, to pick up that site quicker. And, and again, it's mine. It's, it's, it's what it works for me. Some people may like a red, some people may like a, uh, a green, some people may like a, a blue. I don't know. But it, for me, that, that green yellow picks up faster for me. Yeah, I agree. I actually have a green, a green fiber optic on my, uh, can still carry a gun just because it just shoots better for me. So now let's talk about uh, red dots on the slides of 2011s. Okay. Um, of course, the entire gun industry, I have been involved um, with the red dot business when it first started out uh, in 1990. Uh, we started putting red dots on our pistols. And, um, and so 1991, I won the very first USPSA Nationals with a high capacity on uh, 1911 at the time and a red dot on the gun. At the time, I was using Aimpoint. I actually worked for, worked for Aimpoint for about three years after that and went to work for another company called Seymour Systems. So, so the red dots popped up about 15 years ago, and they had some problems with them. They wasn't reliable as far as repeatability. There were some issues with, the, with it being on the slide. But as that goes... Uh, we know the advantage of a red dot on a handgun 
it can bring up your accuracy and your speed uh, on a target as much as 25%. Now, sir, so, clarify for her, because remember, may, may not, remember when you're saying like the aim point and, and you're thinking about the original Seymour's, it was a bigger, when you're correct. talking red dot, it's right. smaller. Right. Think These about were, smaller, they, they smaller. Much, yeah, yeah, smaller so, dot. That's what he means by the red dot. Small, yeah. Smaller, the little things that you see, the little sights that sit on top of slides. I don't know if you got, but uh, so, Tony, so. Just to verify, like just to, so we're clear, you're actually, you're explaining this to Chris more so than me. Oh, right. oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Chris, oh, wow. Chris, wake up! Did you go like, have lunch or something while we were, you know, doing hard business here? I can't. You can't get an, a word in around Ava. <laughs> yeah, so she's been, been not. Oh, around me. Yeah. Yeah. So the red dots that have been going on slides of guns with all the in the tactical world. I've always said. I, I said twenty years ago that this would be a lot more mainstream today than it really is. I think we're about five years away from, I'd say that uh, it having at least 50, more than 50% of the population having some type of micro red dot on their slider of their gun because they're getting better, they're getting tougher, they're getting more reliable, more robust. And so I think that the key thing with a red dot is there's no front sight, back sight aligning. I got to have a sharp front sight. This is almost like a laser for the individual. You put the red dot on the target that you want to shoot and pull the trigger. So now there's no alignment of backside, frontside. So you're going to be faster and you're going to be more accurate and more reliable. Um, because now the front side, let's say my front side at 25 yards away, Tony, if you didn't know this. If I stick it on this target, it's going to be roughly about five inches wide. Okay. It's about roughly five inches wide at 25 yards away. So you're only as accurate is the width of your front blade for all you guys out there who are looking for a little training, you know, exercise here. But if I put a four minute or a six minute red dot on a target at that distance, it's going to be a minute, explain minute, explain minute, a minute is a minute of angle. So basically a minute of angle is from out to a hundred yards away. So a four minute dot or a six minute dot or an eight minute dot means the diameter of that size of that dot at 100 yards away. So if I have a four minute angle dot or four minute size dot in my scope, that's going to be four inches in diameter at 100 yards away. So now at 25 yards away, we're going to be roughly a little, little, it's actually right at an inch is where it's going to be. So where does that give you more precision? You want a front size that's going to be five or six inches wide at that distance, or do you want something that's going to be one inch? The smaller the front sight on that target, the more accurate you're going to be. So now, if we want to uh, talk about how fast we can get it on there, so the alignment, so if I draw the gun, I can do it in a second. I can actually do like 55, 55 or 60 from the draw um, by using iron sights. Uh, I'm not much different at seven yards away if I'm using a red dot, but an iron sight gun at seven yards away versus red dot, it's not much difference. Mm-hmm. But I want that reliability at 15, 20, 25 yards away. That speed and the accuracy comes up dramatically uh, once I go further out. So now um, I don't have to worry about lighting conditions because my 80% of all shootings take place after eight o'clock at night or low light situation. So if I don't have night sights on my gun, uh, guess what's going to happen? If I fall back and I put a red dot on there, this doesn't matter. This is going to help me in bright sunlight and uh, in, in uh, low light or a night condition. Very nice. That's actually a, a lot of information right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. We um, should charge for this. We, we are, are we charging? Know, right? 
Yeah, she we got yeah. she sent us two Starbucks gift cards. Right, two. Yeah, we get one. You get a skinny vanilla latte, okay. and I get a blue latte. Okay, oh, no. listen here, basic bitches. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm figuring. I'm trying to think of the show budget. So, right. All right. What's your favorite gun? What's your favorite gun? So you know what. I'm going to, uh, wait, oh, oh, I'm going to get there. So, so what I do, like I have to, I have to run everything really hard for work. And, uh, and so I have to live in it a little bit. I've actually been carrying, uh, a DVC Omni in 45 ACP, uh, with an X300 concealed for about the last month. I've been lugging that around with two spare mags. And, uh, as long as I wear my baseball tees and look trendy, uh, it disappears. Uh, shout out to the, uh, the, Floodlight holster, that thing's uh, amazing. But uh, I've really been pushing uh, that full size uh, 2011 carry pretty hard, and uh, and it's got a dot. I do love my dots. Uh, yeah, we do a lot of work with Trigicon, so you know, got to throw the shout out there. But that right right now, that's where I'm at. I, uh, I I've been rotating through a couple of different carry pieces, but uh, I, I like all that firepower, especially with its ability to hide. Do you guys have any red dot preference? I see you have a Halson on yours. Um, I, again, we, here's the, here's the thing about it is I believe the demand went up a whole lot faster than the technology did. And I think some of the companies are catching up very well. I know Todd, some of the companies that Todd works with, um, Seymour systems and some of the companies that we've worked with, and we're not married to any company, but we work with all the companies to, to try to develop and they, and they love to take our guns and put it on there because again, the, the way our gun cycle is flat as those guns cycle you can actually attribute that energy purely off the slide because it's, you know what I mean? The way the energy is dissipated throughout the polymer grip. So they can really see the effect on that with the slide and the speed that it cycles at. So, yeah, we, I mean, we're working with, you know, a hollow sun and Trigicon and Lopold and uh, Aimpoint and Seymour. And I mean, again, we work with all of them and they are, their companies are getting better and better and better at the durability of the sites because they do take a beating. You know, you'll have some sites that'll last 5,000 rounds. You'll have some sites that'll last 50,000 rounds. And it's, and it's right there. I think we're, I think we're within probably, I'd say by the end of this year, you're going to have really, really durable slide yeah. mounted red dots. I'm actually working on a project right now, a super secret, um, duper, uh, project. And so, um, I'm pretty excited about it. So I'll uh, we'll probably launch it here. Come, um, come shot show. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, check me out then. We'll, we'll, we'll chat again between now and now, I'm sure. Yeah. So. All right. So the big question: Tell us about John Wick. Ooh, I know you guys. You guys recently yeah, did a, a collab. John, John Wick gun. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, wow, man. John Wick. I mean, I suck. Oh God. I mean, Terrence Butler. He is. He's kind of really turned. Um. He's really turned the whole John Wick thing for his company. And dealing with Keanu, Keanu Reeves um, on training, everything that's that's just turned out to be an amazing um, project for him. Um, I know they're close friends and everything. Taryn Butler is a, a good friend of mine, a great guy, uh, puts out some great products. And when he came out with the Combat Master, which if Tony can find one, um, we'll show you what's going on here. But it's um, been a big launch for for the John Wick three movie, which is coming out here. I think um, next couple weeks. Next week, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, next week. So it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it because I know that um, some of the techniques that we use in three gun uh, that Taryn's um, incorporated into some of his training. So it should be a lot of fun. So, but the combat master, uh, I think it's um, one of the, one of the 
unique premier guns that we actually make here, uh, and we make them for make them for um for those guys. And so we're we are pretty happy to be uh, launching this right here for the um you know for the John Wick three movie. So it should be absolutely fun. It's, so its uh, adoption has been incredible. I track the market pretty closely on Facebook and uh, Instagram, watching what people post and. It's blowing up. I, I haven't seen a gun uh, take off that fast. I knew it would, but right. I haven't seen one uh, move that quickly in quite a long time. Yeah, so it's um, it's amazing how uh, after being in the gun industry for basically 29 years now, uh, I've worked for several other companies. Uh, in the look at Smith and Wesson deal with the 29 with you know the Dirty Harry series. Um, sure. You look at you know there are a multitude of um, Guns out there that have become uh, synonymous with with gun companies. And, iconic, and so the the iconic combat master here. So here's what it is. Where are you? you guys can see that in the in the camera. Flip it over so they can see the combat master on there. It's oh. a collaboration between us and Terran and Terran Tactical Innovations. It's a five four bull barrel gun. It's got a tri top slide. It's got the uh, Ambi safeties, competition trigger, adjustable rear sight. It's got the magwell. It comes with four Terran Tactical equipped 1911, or I should say 2011 magazines from us. Uh, it's got an integrated light rail. It's got a three-quarter dust cover, which means that it's got the signature Butler cut, which is the Terran Butler cut. So it's not quite a full dust cover gun. It has that little that little great angle right there. What happened is is the the migration, the uh, the evolution. Of the John Wick platforms, meaning that you know they started off, they had the the Glizok 34 done by TTI, and then the next level was to come in with the the third in the series, the franchise series, is coming in with a 2011, and um, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. And in a couple of weeks, you're going to see that they actually do the whole part, like where you kind of talk about it, and you know, it's like Mr. Wick, you know, we have the new, and it's I mean, it's really really impressive, and it's it's done a lot. I mean, it's taken off like crazy. We gave one away at the NRA show. Uh, and it's and um, the best thing about it overall is that the gun will flat out shoot. I mean, it is a practical application handgun. It's not, oh, yeah, that's really pretty. And, you know, you can't do anything with it. I mean, it's a true practical application gun that will run, run, run. And, uh, you know, it's we've been we've been selling them. They're a limited. It's pretty limited production on the gun. It's not a. Uh, that's not something we're making 10,000 of. We're making a very limited number of them. Uh, they're available through select dealers with us. And they're also available through Terran at TerranTacticalInnovations.com. What is the MSRP for it? $38.99. Worth. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very, very much worth it. I, uh, I shot a variation of this, uh, of this gun in the bull barrel, uh, for a good long time, about, about, uh, about half the year last year. And, uh, uh, it's, I tell you, it's a lot of fun. It shoots flat. I mean, again, you're shooting a 5.4 inch length gun with, with nine millimeter. And there's also some parts in the movie where I think he uses nine major. Like they, oh, yes. they, they spring it, shoot nine major out of it. Wow. A little bit heavier spring and then run nine major out of it. Cause yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to want to shoot nine major out of a 10 pound recall spring. Not long. Cause it I will. I would. Yeah. I had a lash. You think? Oh, no way. I guarantee you. I guarantee it's going to take a hundred thousand rounds. It's going to take a hundred thousand rounds to shoot through it. Guarantee it lasts. Well, we probably get I guarantee my trigger finger. And I, and I love this thing. This thing has been with me everywhere. 
That's a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I like my trigger finger too. It's a lot of information. See there? Hey. <laughs> hey, we have something in common. There it is. Yeah. 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 And you walk around like this most time, right? That's right. Yeah. I can only count to nine. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and a half. What are STI's future plans? Oh, world domination. Pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, actually, it's, it's to put, is to put a 2011 in, in, in people's hands and have people experience uh, what it's like to shoot well. You know, one of the things about the 2011 design is that we make, we make it easier to shoot really, really well. Uh, it's an easy gun to shoot. It's an accurate gun. Everything that we incorporate in the design and the engineering makes it shoot softer, shoot more accurate, make it, we make it easy to shoot, shoot well. I mean, that's it. You know, I mean, I remember Shannon talking about something, suck less. Well, we make it easy to, to suck less and we make it easy to shoot. And that's everybody. You know, here's the thing about it. If you look at our, our messaging, our 2019 messaging, is we talk about if it's a trophy in a match, it may be efficiency in your duty. It may be efficiency in personal defense, defending your loved ones, or it may just be hitting the target. Well, that's what the 2011 is designed to do. And everybody enjoys doing things well. I mean, even if it's just well for you, you know, our, our message that we've been talking about this entire year has been find your win. The reason we chose those three particular words in that message is just that find, which is seeking, you know, looking to acquire, uh, searching your, yours, it's your, it's your win. And then win, of course, is your feeling of accomplishment or achievement. It could be, uh, winning a national championship like Todd Jarrett. If for me, it could be, you know, shooting a fly off a fence post out at the farm so I can talk crap and get, you know, a free beer from a buddy. I mean, it, again, it may be going to the range. It may be, you know, knowing that if you, if you or your loved one has to pull uh, your handgun in defense of your home or of yourself, it could be an officer that's defending, you know, his partner in a gunfight. It could be an operational guy overseas that's looking to save a life. Any of those things, we we realize that that is your win. That is your feeling of, of accomplishment. And that is the inclusivity. That is the 2011 brand from, from now forward. Where can viewers find you guys? Stiguns.com. Stiguns.com. You also, when you get on that website, you can go to dealer locator and it'll tell you where a dealer is located in your area. And if you have any confusion about looking for a dealer in your area and, and you know, cause we're constantly updating that website, uh, feel free to call us or go to our website, shoot us an email through our customer service link, and we'll be happy to guide you towards somebody that will put a 2011 in your hand. The cool thing, too, is if you get a chance, attend one of our 2011 experiences. We show up, the ammo is there, the guns are there, and you can shoot, 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 and really get a chance to feel the difference. And that, and that really is it. I mean, I, I could tell you all the stories in the world, and I could tell you about Todd Jarrett, I could tell you about all the championships we won. You know, I use this analogy all the time. I could I can sit here and explain to you a five guys burger. I can talk about the bun. I can talk about the meat. I can talk about how we make the bread. I can talk about the ketchup. But until you eat the burger, it has no effect. It's just a really cool story. But once you eat that burger, you're like, oh, damn, that's a good burger. Well, if anybody looks out and they come to a, uh, a 2011 experience and I happen to be there, I'll be giving free classes out. So um, whether you're not a fan of the 2011 product yet, uh, I'm probably going to make you a fan. But I'm going to give you some tip, tips and techniques to make you a better shooter. May you save your life. But most of all, you may just want to try an STI gun. That's right. So, that's um, that's right. That's what he's here. That's right. right. That's so, right. Everyone needs to. Everybody needs one. You got to. Yeah. You got to. 
Okay. How long we got? We got a couple of minutes. Are we done? Uh, I guess we're done. I'm actually oh. I'm on your website right now looking to see if you guys are coming to Colorado anytime soon. You know, I was just there. No, yeah, I was just north of Denver. Is it north of Denver? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I went by Longmount where uh, where uh, Henning is. Right. Right. Which is north of there. Yep. Yep. Him and Michael Bain. Mm-hmm. Michael was over here too. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, you know, it's a pleasure. You got the guys got to talk to us. No, it's a yeah. pleasure. It's definitely a pleasure. It's all ours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> now we um. Now we hope you entertained you. Your listeners. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I, I don't know if I was entertained or not. I have no idea. I know I can't see if they're yeah. even laughing. We hear right. giggles, but for all I know, they're sitting in their pajamas flipping off the screen. Right. Right. No, this is this is what I do when I want a fake laugh. Oh. Oh. Oh wait, that was the wrong button. That was fake I clap. Went, I told you, I'm a mediocre podcaster. Hold on. <laughs> oh wow! I gotta get the. I gotta get some of these signals. Yeah, I don't have none of this gadgetry. <laughs> I just make really good guns. I just do really yeah. shitty videos. You know, so we have a American flag. Oh yeah, have you um, seen our assault before? Yeah. American flag under. Yeah, we're yeah. veteran led company. Awesome. Yep. I think yeah. seven or eight senior leaders of the company are veterans. We are full of veterans in this company. Yep. Got American flag hanging outside, so we decided to put an assaulting flag on the side of our guns. You know why? Because we're always forward. That's I right. Always move forward. So, Chris, um, if I have an event down down south, uh, your way, I'm on. Let's see if we can get hooked up. Holler at me, and um, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'll uh, I'll I'll Tony can give you my information. If you're ever down this way, you hit me up. Uh, I got a lot of movie related props and stuff, and. Uh, a lot of a lot of guns that aren't out yet and things like that that people uh, have me trying to break. So uh, we'll have some fun sometime, man. Cool. I mean, I like breaking guns. I like trying oh. to. Yeah, me too, brother. Yeah. And what about me? If you guys are ever in Colorado, you know who to contact. Well, we're coming. I'm I'm, I'm coming to Colorado. Yeah. So, uh, I like yeah. Colorado, especially in the it. summertime. It's my favorite yeah. state. I just hate your gun laws. You guys are getting dumb out there on that we, Yeah, it's definitely starting to. What happens when you bring California to Colorado? Guess what it turns into? Exactly. Right. Colorado. Colorado. With a K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Killing All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. If you tag us in the link when you drop this, we will share it on uh on it on our Facebook page and then we'll also share a link on our Instagram, which is you know, I think we've got hundred and fifteen thousand on Instagram and probably sixty thousand on the face two book. Wow. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. We'll also share it on our website if that's cool with you as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you guys. Have a good weekend. You bet. Love, peace, and air grease. 2011 for the win. Yeah. Bye. All right, Chris. Lucky you. You're stuck with me. No, 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 no. I got to go. My my yard guy's here. That was was just such great information. I I just figured I was just going to let him talk because it was just like a wealth of information and, and they were really funny and... I, don't you just like love the guests where they just like interview themselves? Uh, yeah, I really do. And they kind of brought it. They definitely had enough to talk about. <laughs> so. I know, right? Everything that they were talking about was like, oh, okay, well, I was just going to, that was going to be my next question. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, gosh, they are really doing some awesome stuff. Uh, moving forward, we are going to talk about Hackett Equipment. I saw Hackett Equipment at NRA uh, annual meetings and 
they introduced new glasses. So they've had glasses out for a while now, but they have new colors hitting the market, ODG, pink, FDE. And what's great about them is you can change out the lens. So you could have the clear, the yellow, or maybe if you're shooting outdoors, uh, you have the polarized ones. So really nice. And they're really affordable. If you go to hackitequipment.com, use that code GUNFUNNY20, and that's going to get you 20% off. Send me some. You want me to send you some? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, And now we're going to talk about Q. Chris, this is kind of up your alley. Did you know that Q sells yoga mats? I did not know that they sold yoga mats, but you know what? I got to, I got to get one now. I got to get my uh, namaste. You're all about that yoga life, right? I am. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually thought it was a legit yoga mat and then I clicked on it, looked a little closer. Uh, It's actually a gun bag made to transport your long guns. It's made by Coltac and it's adjustable. So different length guns easily fit it. It's bright orange. So it's not like your typical hunting bright orange. It's a little bit different. So it kind of gives it that discreet look where the average person, if you looked at it, you would not think that it was a gun bag. But the fact that it is kind of bright, you can see like, let's say you, you know, you have it after you're transporting your gun, you use it and you're, you know, shooting prone position or whatever, using it as a gun mat. It's nice because of the fact that it's so bright. If you, if you put anything on there, you could easily see it as opposed to typical black and and all your gun parts and stuff and accessories are black. So if you guys want to check that out, go to livecuredie.com. And now is our knowledge bomb segment. Dropping wisdom. Slinging truth. Prepare yourself for knowledge bomb. In 1963, four Princeton students forced a local train to stop by parking a car in the tracks. Using a gun loaded with blanks, they got on the train, picked four girls as their dates, and rode away with them on horseback. Isn't that super romantic? That's really hot. I think that's like 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 super Hitler now, though. Like everybody would. Yeah, I mean them. now now it wouldn't be seen as romantic. It probably no. it probably end up in jail. I mean that's a given. Or For life. Yeah. yeah. Definitely delete it off of Twitter, 100%. Yeah, 100. Uh, But man, bring back the 60s because I wish somebody would just like pick me up off of a train and take me off. Well, uh, most of your dates were born in the 60s, so. (laughs) I do like the old guys. That's right. (laughs) Yes. All right. So a little bit about this. Um, After researching it, this is known as the Great Dinky Robbery. Basically, uh, Princeton was not yet a co-ed school. And the dinky was the usual mode of transportation for women dating members of the then all-male student body. A convertible was parked across the track, forcing the dinky to come to an abrupt halt. Uh, the men, including George R. Brunn Jr. of the Brunn Coffee Maker family, who was armed with a, p- a pistol loaded with blanks, boarded the train and persuaded four female passengers to leave with them. But I don't really understand that because if they were heading, if they were on the dinky and they were heading to Princeton, it sounds like they probably would have already had, they were already seeing somebody. Um, I guess that's the the fun part, 
I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the dinky later resumed its trip and arrived at Princeton Station. Although the university administrators were aware of the event and may have known who was involved, they took no official action. Meanwhile, if that happened today, yeah, forget about it. There'd be a small war, yes. Blanks or not, we don't care. You could cut a gun out of a bar of soap and it would be uh, violence and attempt. Or a pop tart. Yes, yes. Can't forget that. Yeah. The full semi pop tart. So Sportsman's Guide, I was just looking at their website and uh, the red, white, and blue AmeriCoolers are back in stock. I guess last year they sold out really quickly. So definitely get it before they sell out. They look really cool. Obviously, they're red, white, and blue. Uh, to find that, just go to sportsmansguide.com and tell them that we sent you. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as Never mind. AF. Were you laughing? I was definitely laughing, yeah. You like that intro? I like the new drop. Yes, <laughs> I do. It's good. Um, so just I was reading the news and I stumbled upon this story where basically this lady uh she shoots her husband with a gun that was in her purse, and that's because she accidentally dropped the purse causing the Derringer that was in her purse to fire at her husband's, I think it was his thigh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like what she actually needed was a staccato C uh, in her attention. Know, right? She needs to hit Tony up. I know. I was kind of like, uh, Derringer. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. That's so lady. If you guys carry in your purse, I, so most instructors will say absolutely do not carry in your purse. I personally always have one in my purse just as a backup, but I constantly practice drawing from it. It's positioned. I have like a, an interesting layout in my purse. I, I have a compartment that's designated to it. I attached Velcro. It's, it's in a holster. Every gun should be in a holster regardless of if it's in your pocket or whatever it should it should absolutely have a holster so mine is holstered and then i have velcro on both sides so i kind of made my own because i don't like any of the concealed carry purses out there but it's it's situated where once i have my purse on my shoulder i literally just reach in and can grab it and it's always i always uh, walk with like the emblem of my purse sticking out but most of the time i would you know it depends on the person but Typically, I wouldn't even recommend a concealed carry. You know, I wouldn't recommend you carry in your purse because most people are not responsible enough or they, you know, leave their purse laying around or they don't holster it. You know, I would say definitely keep it on your body unless you're like me, super responsible and a complete germaphobe where you don't even put the purse in the shopping cart when you're food shopping because mostly you don't want germs on your expensive purse. Okay. And end rant. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there laughing about you being responsible. I was like, okay, here we go. Okay, I am responsible. Posturing again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Palm Rady. I just sent one of the full-size uh, polymer 80 frames to a dealer to get stippled. And what's really nice about it is I, even though I have my FFL, I did not have to send it to another FFL because 
I didn't even cut off those little tabs or anything. So it's not technically a complete firearm. So it's really easy that I could just send it to the actual person. They stipple it, they send it back to me. And then I cut off those tabs and make it a official firearm. Uh, so that's just another pro that comes with the Polymer 80s. If you guys want to get yours, go to polymer80.com and use that code GUNFUNNY10. Right on. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So, Chris, as much as you shoot, have you ever shot a Silencer Co. Maxim 9? Uh, once. But I am getting a lot of calls in my line of work, so it's probably going to have to happen a lot more often. Okay. Uh, so... I know that it's been out for a while, but I only shot it for the first time a few days ago. I recorded a YouTube video on it. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not a great YouTube video. Like I said before, I'm a failed YouTuber. <laughs> I'm okay. No. <laughs> but, you know, so a few different things. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Maxim 9, it's a integral suppressor handgun. Uh, it has removable baffles, so you can make it shorter or longer. Um, it's much shorter than most guns. Like if you with a silencer. So, you know, I mean, most of the silencers out there are still quite a few inches long. And when you connect that to a typical, you know, a, a gun that would take on a silencer, um, it's definitely a lot longer than the Maxim 9, even at its full length. It has the RMR mount and it's kind of nice because it's not on the actual slide. So it does eliminate movement. But as Todd was saying, you know, I mean, They've gotten, you know, they've definitely advanced a lot, a lot of these red dots so that they can withstand a lot of that wear and tear and stuff like that. But it does make the fact that the RMR, uh, the RMR cut is not on the slide. It actually, you know, I think it does help. When I shot it, I shot two different types of ammo, 115 grain and 150 grain. I actually shot it indoors. So I was expecting it to be pretty loud because anytime you shoot indoors, it is going to be much louder, but I still was able to get rid of my ear pro regardless of the grain. And it, it was really quiet. Right on. I, uh, I know a lot of people that have them absolutely like hands down, love them and swear by them. So I'm glad you All right, so you have to have here's my one issue that I had with it though. And it could just be this gun. I'm not saying that all Maxim nines out there like this, but the front sight seemed to be off. And I know typical shooters, when they're not shooting the bullseye, they're like, oh, the, the, you know, the sights are off. And I'm not just saying that because it was bothering me so much. I kept hitting low and then slightly to the left. And it was bothering me so much that I, I pulled my friend who uh, worked at the range. I had him come on the range with me and shoot it just to see if it was me or if it was actually the gun. And what kind of sucked about it is that front sight is fixed. So I can't, you know, there's no way for me to like raise it or anything. I did try changing out the bat or not changing, but adjusting the back sights accordingly so that I wasn't shooting towards the left. Didn't make a ton of difference. I think the, I personally didn't change the, or adjust the sights. Uh, the gunsmith there did, but I, I don't think he did it enough because it didn't make much of a difference. But sure enough, my target, my friend's target looked the exact same. Uh, nice tight grouping, just low and to the left. And, you know, I'm sure with an RMR red dot or something, it would, you know, you wouldn't have that issue, but 
if I did rely solely on those sites and if I had that that exact gun, I would definitely have to change out that front sight to something higher. Sounds like red dot it is. Yep. All right. This is your time to shine, Chris. You know what's coming? Uh, iTunes reviews. Oh, let's see. What do we have? Mock Grimm, five stars. Fit and Fire sent me. I'm all about gun bunnies and first aid, so I thought I'd check out this radio show. First rule in first aid, tourniquet the neck, and it'll solve all the problems. Can you read it with a little bit more enthusiasm? No, I don't read enthusiastically. You really don't want me reading things. I'm also right, like I'm, I'm actually hovering over the mute button. My, I'm not kidding when I say my yard guy's out here, so it's just super loud. All right, well then I'll read because apparently you kind of you didn't make it past fifth grade. All right, so Mogrim five stars. Fit and fire set me. I'm all about gun bunnies and first aid, so I thought I'd check this radio show out. First rule is in first aid: tourniquet the neck, and it'll solve all the problems. I really tried to listen to the fit and fire episode, but he sounded too much like Kermit the Frog. But at least Sean uh, has a pretty voice. Tickle seems like an awesome dog and gets spoiled a lot. Keep the silliness coming. Hashtag not Mark from Fit and Fire. Next is R Shaw nineteen eleven five stars. Good stuff just got better. I've been listening to the show for a while and I love it. The first episode I heard was the one where Sean pronounced with a yawn got jabbed in his prison purse during his trip to country or to county lockup. <laughs> After listening to the last couple of episodes, I figured that he must have gotten too far to to get out of bed and make it to the studio. Ava is wonderful as always and runs a great, informative, entertaining, and funny show. Gun Funny always has great guests, and I always look forward to the next episode dropping. Keep up the good work. Aw. All right. I know you sucked at this the last time I asked you, but you're going to have to pick a winner. And this time it's only amongst two people as opposed to the last four. So who do you think should win a prize pack? Sorry, I'm unmuting. Um, Magrim. All right, Magrim. Contact me and I will get out uh, one of the newest Gun Funny patches, which is blue. And we are going to wrap up. So you guys can find us at gunfunny.com. We have links to everything there. Uh, if you can't get enough of Gun Funny, consider becoming a Patreon. A dollar gets you access to our Patreon-only Facebook page. So if you want to uh, hang out with like-minded individuals, uh, spoiler alert, we are totally inappropriate. But I do have a lot of fun um, in that group page. And we're all kind of like a family, a sick family. But we definitely, there's a lot of laughs and stuff. So think about becoming a Patreon. There's also different levels of Patreons. So for $25 Patreons, we say your name on the show. And those Patreons are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Charger Arms, Ryan Morrison, Kevin Brittingham, Michael Alexio, and Silencer Shop. And because of your guys' pledges, we are able to afford an editor and producer who is Kenny Ortega. He does an excellent job. So thank you, Kenny. And our king of the patron. So whoever pl- whoever pledges the most money is our king of the patron. And I will say whatever they want me to. In this case, it is Jon Snow. And he wants me to read a poem. I love my A. I love my M1 carbine, my AR-15 too. It's been several days since my last gun purchase. Time to buy something new. <laughs> oh, what does my life come become of? 
Slam poetry, it seems. Uh, all right. And then last thing, uh, tack pack. We do give away a tack pack every month. All you have to do to, uh, to join that giveaway is go to gunfunny.com forward slash TP, enter your name, your email, and I draw a lucky winner once a month. If you don't want to enter that giveaway or you can't wait, go to tagpack.com, uh, enter the code gunfunny and you will receive a free SOG tool with your first box. And I just want to thank Tony and Todd and I guess Chris over here for being guests. I thought Tony and, and Todd were actually excellent guests. They were really, really entertaining. They took the ball and ran with it. It was great. I know. They're like my new favorite people. I kind of want them to be like my new co-host. I do too, because <laughs> I don't want to be here. So, Tony, uh, yeah, passing the torch. Tony, Tony, the spot's open. <laughs> All right, guys, we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. Thank <laughs> you.